Welcome to the Prophetic Portal with Hector Santos, where the focus is on dreams, visions, prophecy, angels, and all things supernatural. The kingdom of Jesus Christ is the true portal to the spiritual realm. This podcast is brought to you by GeForce Ministries. Welcome back to the Prophetic Portal. This is Hector Santos, your mentor in the prophetic. I pray that you are doing well and that you are accelerating. Today, I want to deal with a question in regards to the prophetic and in regards to the supernatural. And it's a question that I get asked quite a bit. Uh, it seems to be that everywhere I go, um, no matter how some people are moving forward, there is that group. <laughs> and that there's nothing wrong with that, but let's just admit it. There's always that group that they hear this message about the supernatural, they hear the fact that God speaks today, and it's just not their experience. They just have no idea what we're talking about. They're believers, they're Christians, they love God, they gave their lives to Jesus, but for whatever reason, you know, they just didn't grow up under that message. And I get that question a lot. Why is it that I don't hear from God? Why is it that some people hear from the Lord and hear the voice of God, or I hear people saying, God told me, God led me, you know, those kind of phrases. And they wonder, what about me? Why is it that I'm not hearing from God? Is something wrong with me? Well, I want to answer that question today. And first and foremost, let me just say there's nothing wrong with you. Of course, there's nothing wrong with you. God loves you. You are you are wonderfully and beautifully created and made by the Lord. Uh, and God created you for intimacy. But why is it that some believers can immediately in their Christian walk develop a sensitivity to hear from God? And why is it that others, that no, ma no matter how much they try, it seems like they struggle. They don't quite get it. Uh, I want to address that today. And uh, let's start off with the fact that, first of all, you were created by God to hear from him. God created you for intimacy. He wouldn't create you um, and not give you the capacity to hear from him and then speak to other, you know, his other kids. I, that's just not fair. God is, God is a just God. He wouldn't speak to his other children. I'm a father. I have two girls, and there's no way I'm going to speak to one and totally ignore the other one or have preference one over the other. Actually, the word says that God is not a respecter of persons, which basically means he's got no favorites. His favorite is the one who pursues him. We, in other words, we all have the same invitation and opportunity to pursue him and operate in that realm of son, of sonship. So uh, why is it then, if the opportunity exists for all of us, that some can hear from God, some can have more of a sensitivity to hear from God, and others struggle? Well, I have a scripture I want to share with you that I think delineates and really breaks down this whole concept of, of what's going on. And it's, I'm coming to you today from, uh, I want you to mark down 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It's a great chapter, uh, but we're going to go over to uh, verse, actually, I think I'm going to start over at verse, uh, let's start at verse 12. It says, now we have received not the spirit of the world. You need to know that. You need to know that the, there is a, a spirit in the world. There's an antichrist spirit in the world, and that is not the spirit that we have. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. We know that's the Holy Spirit who is God. 
The verse goes on, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So one of the things that the Holy Spirit does in us is he begins to minister and release to us the things that God has provided for us. Okay, verse 14. Uh, uh, verse 13, I'm sorry, uh, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14, but the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Verse 16 says, it finishes saying, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Fellow believer, I want you to hear this. If you are one of those believers that struggle hearing the voice of God, the word is very clearly, we were not given the spirit of the world. You were not given an antichrist spirit. When you are before our days in Christ, when we were out lost in our sins, we had an antichrist spirit. The spirit of the world, this secular, modern, political spirit that's out in the world operating today, that's kind of what we operated under, right? Then we got born again, and the Holy Spirit moved into our spirit, and we were given now the Spirit of God. And through the Holy Ghost, we are made to understand all the things that God has given to us freely. And one of the things he's given us is his voice, his interaction, his communion, a relationship with him. So you might wonder, well, why is it that I can't seem to hear from God? It's very clearly in verse 14, the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. You're not hearing from God or you have a hard time hearing from God because you are too carnal. Let's just say it. You're too carnal. And and I'm not I'm not make it's I'm not saying it that way to make you feel bad. I just want you to understand that sometimes uh, we're not instructed and taught how the Spirit works. Okay, so you can be a believer and still operate out of your carnal man. Your carnal man is your natural self. Your your intellect, your emotions. It's just you living life out of your own filter. That is your natural man. The natural man is linked with the flesh. We, we know that we have a flesh and the flesh is very selfish. Selfish. The flesh is very me-centered, very egotistical. It's all about me, 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 and me. And in order to serve God and be a good Christian, the Bible talks about that we have to live according to the spirit, not the flesh. So the more I make, I, I, I devote myself to live a lifestyle of living in the spirit. What is living in the spirit? What does that look like? Reading the word, studying the word of God, letting the word of God renew my mind so that I know how God thinks and what God expects of me. Renewing uh, my, my, my emotions in the word of God, breaking away from who I used to be before Christ and entering now into a new realm of a relationship with God. Fasting, having periods of times of fasting and just seeking the Lord. See, these are activities that break the flesh and it breaks the hold that the flesh has on you. And the more you practice walking these things out, the more you'll start noticing an increase in your spiritual walk. It's amazing how that works. Once you start fasting and praying, spending time in prayer, meditating on the word, studying the scriptures, being led of the Holy Spirit, walking in love, forgiving. These are spiritual activities that the more you do this, 
in a relationship with Jesus, the more your spiritual life begins to grow. And once your spiritual life starts growing, it's as if though the carnal man begins to decrease, which is very key. That that's necessary because the carnal man, you and I, we all have a carnal man and that carnal man does not have the capacity to discern the things of God. I just read the verse to you. The carnal man receives not the things of the spirit of God because they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. In other words, the carnal man is not spiritual. He's carnal. All he sees are surface things. All he sees are things based on of, out of his intellect. There are some people that are too smart for their own good. They think they're so smart. And in you being so smart in your own intelligence, you can easily miss God because that is your flesh. Thank God for intellect. Thank God for intelligence. Thank God that he gave us a brain and uh, he, you know, he wants us to, you know, use those brains so that we can balance our checkbook. We can be, you know, uh, we know how to tell time. We, you know, we can go about our lives as responsible adults. Yeah, I thank God for that. I really do. But in the realm of hearing from God, I have to understand that the intellect is one thing and discerning what God is saying to me is another thing. My carnal man cannot perceive or receive the things of the spirit of God. So how can you get better at being sensitive to the voice of God? First of all, you got to know John 10, 27, Jesus said very clearly, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Bottom line If you belong to Jesus, it is his will for your life that you hear from him and you have a relationship from him on a daily basis where you can be sensitive to hearing his voice. Now, sometimes you might be hearing that term, hearing the voice of God, and you think you're thinking maybe a voice, an actual voice speaking through the atmosphere, talking into your ear. No, not necessarily. It's not really hearing his voice as it is discerning his voice, discerning and picking up that God is sending a message in your direction. That's kind of how hearing the voice of God works. It's not necessarily an actual voice, but it's kind of like a message. You know, for those of you who are married, you might get this example. If, if, if you're, you know, I've been married to, uh, to my wife for over uh, 26 years. If you go into, you know, the kitchen and you leave something in the sink and you don't rinse it and your wife is kind of giving you a certain look, you know, across the room. Sometimes you know what that look is communicating to you. It's kind of telling you, hey, uh, buddy, uh, don't just leave that there. Go ahead and take care of that yourself. You know, you get better at picking that up. Now, she might not have to use verbal communication to communicate that to you. But in fact, in other ways, she could be using nonverbals to let you know exactly what she's saying. And the more you get to know each other, the more you start picking those nonverbal cues up. That's kind of what I'm talking about when I say discerning the voice of God. Things begin to, as you're praying and seeking God on certain matters for your life, things begin to happen around you where it starts getting your attention. And you start thinking, I was just praying about that. And these things are happening around me. It's almost like you start realizing God is using circumstances and situations to communicate to you and you get better and better and better at that. Well, praise the Lord. You know, you have, I believe every believer has within themselves, the ability to have a very close relationship with God, to be led by God in every decision and everything uh, pertaining to their 
lives. But it's going to take you learning how to shift out of your natural man into your spiritual man so that you can be more sensitive to what God is saying and how he's leading you. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is not speaking to your flesh. The Spirit of God is not speaking to your intellect, because our intellect is usually boxed in. Once we get thinking in our own way, it's easy to block out what God is saying, because God is not limited to your intellect. I mean, think about that. Why would he tell, you know, if God was limited to our intellect, then he, why would he, why would Peter ever think of stepping out of a boat on stormy waters? Why would he do that? Right? But God said, yes, it's me. Step out. And he stepped out and we know the rest of the story. So God is not limited to your intellect. You might be thinking, because see, we are limited to common sense. We're limited to that realm and everything according to us has to make sense our way. So we limit God to speak to us. It has to be God if it makes sense our way. And I think one of the biggest ways that we reason the voice of God out is when it doesn't make sense to us. And God is able to say and speak to you and lead you in a way that doesn't make sense to you. Many people I know have been driving to work the same way all the time, but suddenly one day they felt, I don't know why, I just feel not to go to work this way. Doesn't make sense. And sometimes the mind will cause you to overrule what you're picking up, but yet that leading on the inside of you, it could be God. And that could be God sparing your life from an accident. It could be God just moving you around a traffic jam. You wouldn't know unless you start learning how to develop a communication and a response to your spirit communicating what it's hearing from the Lord. So why is it that some are not hearing from God? Why is it that some struggle with their sensitivity with God? It's because they are carnal. They've put all their eggs in that basket. And if it doesn't make sense to their brains, they won't do it. And I'm here to tell you that if you're doing that, you're going to quickly limit out what God has in store for you, because the voice of God is not limited to your intellect. God can speak in a way that will leave us thinking. There's even a story in the book of Acts where the uh, Peter was praying on the rooftop and he saw a vision of all these unclean animals in a in a um, that were presented before him, and God told him, "Go ahead, Peter, kill and eat." But these animals were unclean, and Peter was a Jew, and he's like, I have never touched anything unclean. I'm not going to eat that. And God kept repeating and saying to him, do not call unclean what I have cleaned. And when the vision ended, Peter sat there wondering, what in the world was that? That made no sense to Peter's intellectual mind. He was a devout Jew. He followed all the the, the rituals, and he was not about to start eating unclean animals. It made no sense to his brain, but he stayed there wondering what was going on. And when you continue to read the story, God led him to the house of a Gentile, Cornelius, and eventually Cornelius and his whole household were saved. And that's when Gentiles began to receive the message of the gospel. So when you rewind back to what was the deal with that whole vision of the animals, God was showing Peter don't call these don't call unclean what I have cleaned. In other words, I'm about to lead you to somebody's house who's a Gentile. You think he's unclean, but don't call him unclean because I've cleaned him. I'm now visiting the Gentiles. God can speak to you in a way that your intellect doesn't understand. But as you learn to wait on the Lord and continue to seek God, he will show you that what he's sharing with you and what he's telling you, what you're discerning, does eventually will eventually make sense and you will see 
what God is speaking and doing in your life. The fact that I'm in ministry, the fact that I teach hearing the voice of God, I'll tell you what, it took me time to practice as well. When I first got saved, God, I began to receive impressions and promptings, and that just didn't make sense to my brain. I had no idea what it meant. I'll never forget one day I, um, I went in for a church service, and in the church I grew up, when you get there, you know, there's a prayer room. You just don't go sit down. You walk into the prayer room. You spend a few minutes in prayer, and then you can join the service, you know, and that's kind of what happened. I walked in a little late, so I went into the prayer room prayed a little bit. And then I went in and said, but when uh, to sit down, but while I was in the prayer room, I, I heard something very faintly. I heard this phrase, like, like someone spoke this phrase to me, but I heard it on the inside of me. I heard a name and then I heard I've healed her back. And I'm thinking, that's odd. That's strange. But he gave me the name of a lady at that church. And he said, I healed her back. So I, f- I finished praying. I, I sat down in the service wondering what this makes no sense to me. What am I supposed to do with this? And uh, I decided to wait after the service. I approached the lady and I said, you know, I heard something interesting tonight. I, when I was in the prayer room, I heard your name and I heard healed that your back was healed. I didn't know if she had an issue with her back. I had no idea. She looked at me up and down and she walked away. She walked away. So imagine how I felt not knowing if what I was hearing was right, if it was crazy, if it was last night's pizza. I had no idea what I was, what was going on. So I went home feeling pretty dejected and rejected. Uh, but the next service, a couple nights afterward, uh, I ran into her again and she came up to me and she was glowing. And she said to me, Hector, I didn't tell you anything when you told me the other night. Uh, that you heard that my back was healed because I was in a lot of pain. I didn't say anything, but I called my doctor's office right away to get checked. And when I got checked, she said I had had a, something was wrong with her back. Something was out of place. And she said that the doctor confirmed everything was, was fine. Not like before. Apparently there was a change and everything was in place. She was aligned perfectly and her pain completely had gone. So she was rejoicing and I was rejoicing that what I heard was accurate. So even though I heard it at the moment, I heard it, it made no sense. But later on, it made sense. The carnal man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God because they're foolishness to him. My brain, when I heard God tell me that about her back, I'm like, are you kidding? I'm not about to embarrass myself and check if her back is fine. No, nope, I'm not going to. I could feel my brain rebelling and saying, don't do this. You're going to look foolish. You're going to look dumb. And I hate saying it, but that's what happens. The moment God speaks to us, one of the first things that happen is that carnal man in you reacts and goes, What? That's stupid. That's dumb. Okay? But you know what? The fact of the matter is we have to learn to live beyond that and take the risk anyway. You're not going to know if it's God unless you try it out. There's, there has to be a way. So as you're learning to become more sensitive to God and you're moving away from the carnal man and you're praying and you're seeking God, and, and if a thought comes to you or a prompting, first of all, it, one, it has to go along with the word of God. God is never going to tell you anything to harm anyone else. He's not going to tell you to murder. He's not going to tell you to commit adultery. He's not going to tell you to do anything out of, uh, that, that is out of the realm of love no harm or anything to anyone else. God will never have you do that. That's not it. How could he be a God of love and lead you to do something and hurt someone else? That is not, that would not be the Lord. So one, it has to be something that we can find in the word that would be supported in who God is and what the word says about him. But once we're seeking God and it's, let's say what we're hearing is something that's supported in the word, you won't know for sure unless you 
step in that direction and start testing out to see if in fact God is the one that's speaking to you. What do you do if you're believing to hear from God and you get better at, you're trying to get better at, at uh, hearing his voice and respond to him and, and you believe he said something to you and when you take a step in that direction, it wasn't God or, you know, you missed it. What do you do then? I would say keep practicing because God knows your heart and he knows that you're trying to hear his voice and you're, he knows that you're trying to tune into his channel. And even though you, maybe you might miss it once or miss it twice, do not get discouraged. You keep working towards the Lord and you keep asking God to help you move away from the natural man and move into the spirit so that you can hear from him. Because, you know, we've lived a whole life of living on the earth apart from the voice of God, apart from even knowing his thoughts for us, right? So when we give our lives to the Lord, it might take some practice to get into that place where we're being led by the Holy Spirit. That's why schools of the Spirit are very important, reading Spirit-filled books and things that are going to help you walk out that walk in the Spirit. It's so precious and it's so important. So how can you get better at hearing the voice of God? How can you increase your sensitivity to the voice of God? Well, get out of the natural man. Start fasting, praying, seeking the Lord, and and fa- develop your life as a serious seeker of Jesus Christ. Get filled with the Holy Spirit, and then follow the Lord with all your heart. And as you do that, the Holy Spirit will begin to respond to your seeking him from within by speaking, giving you impressions, promptings, communicating with you. And then as you're hearing those things, it's important that you take some steps and you test what you're hearing to make sure that what you are hearing is something that qualifies hearing from God. Listen, I get in my car like everyone else and I drive like everyone else. And sometimes I'm in traffic jams or I see people driving a certain way and I get upset and I get thoughts that come to me. And I promise you that what those thoughts are, I know right there, it's not from God. Because usually I kind of get these thoughts where I'm upset at these other drivers, but it's not the Lord because God will not cause me to harm anyone else or anything like that. So usually anytime I hear something from God, it's going to cause me to move in love. It's going to cause me to move in forgiveness. It's going to cause me to be a blessing. Okay. So Uh, remember those things. Remember that when we're practicing hearing from God, it has to be a message that will be supported with the word of God. The more you follow Jesus Christ with all your heart, the more you pursue him with everything that's on the inside of you, the more the prophetic begins to flourish on the inside. You can't have a prophetic walk with God and know his voice without pursuing him passionately. Those two things, it, it just won't happen. You need a passionate pursuit. You need to have made a decision in your life that he's your Lord and Savior and you are going to live for him. And from that decision comes the response from the Holy Spirit on the inside to speak, to lead, to guide, and you can know his voice moving more away from the natural realm and the natural man and moving more into the spirit of man and the spirit of God that dwells on the inside of you and being led by the spirit of God in all situations. I know many people I myself included, who, you know, after getting saved, it took me a while, but I I started pursuing God and more and more and more, a sensitivity flourished on the inside of me to know when God was speaking to my life and how to respond to that. It comes with pursuit. So keep pursuing the Lord. Keep asking God to teach you the Holy Spirit's on the inside of you. He is the teacher of all things, and he will teach you how to know his voice, how to be led by him in all situations, and how to grow in your sensitivity. So I hope this encourages you. If you've tried before and failed, 
be encouraged, get back up and keep walking because God wants you to have a prophetic walk. He wants you to know his voice and not just make decisions left or right or happenstance. He wants you to be led by him into all things. And if there's something we need in this world, it's believers that are hearing from God because when we're when here when we're hearing from God and when we're led by God, we're positioned at the right place at the right time in the right assignment. And that's what we need to know what his assignment is for our lives so that we could respond. I hope this helps. I hope this encourages you. And as a result, I hope you'll see an increase in your life of the Holy Spirit speaking to you and you being led by the voice of God. Thank you for tuning in. Keep developing the prophetic on the inside of you. Expand the kingdom of heaven, rule and reign. God bless you.